Hello, friends. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. It's really been helpful to grow the channel. Leave a like, leave a comment. Benny, where can they find us on social media? Yeah, you can find us, uh, Ray Benny Sports. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Yuck. We are going to talk about the Grey Cup game just finishing about an hour ago. Uh, Toronto Argonauts. This year's Grey Cup champions being the Bombers, 24-23. Obviously, things are happy in Bomberland. Any thoughts on the game? Of course, you have thoughts on the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, congrats to the Argos. Uh, they came out on top in this game. Uh, they played They played a pretty good game. Their D was pretty strong. Um, it, it's a tough way for the Bombers to go down, but we've seen it all season. They've been in these games, uh, close games, and at the end of it, they end up pulling it off. And, you know, at some point, that's you're, those are going to run out. And tonight it ran out. They had chances at the end, but it just wasn't meant to be. Uh, three keys to them losing. What do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I know I have some uh, keys that had them losing. Number one would be Buck Pierce. Uh, yeah. The past couple of weeks in the playoffs, I've been hollering this guy's name because he has not shown up all year. When they need plays, when they need different looks, when they need motion, he's not calling it. And that happened again this tonight. That offense looked bland from the start. Didn't look like they had any kind of game plan. The running game started working. He veered off of that. Uh, I have no confidence in Buck Pierce, man. Sorry. It's yeah. It's a thorn in my side all year. Yeah. It was a pretty stale effort there, especially we had texted a, few, a little bit back in the first half kind of thing. And, and the opportunities that the Bombers let slip through their hands with great field position. Um, there was two second and what second and four, second and five. Uh, they went for runs on both those second downs and they're both stuffed immediately. It's not like they, yeah. you know, they got three yards out of it. They were, they didn't even get a yard. Um, and you're kind of thinking, okay, well, what the heck's going on? And that was early in the game. And yeah. that was still, you know, Carlos had only thrown even a few passes by then. Uh, so you're like, just maybe mix it up. But I do agree. It was stale. The, the offense just couldn't get it going tonight. The run game actually ended up with some decent yardage. Absolutely. But Carlos, uh, he was out of sync even early. Um, and, and it's unfortunate way to, for them to go down. Uh, do you think of missing a week of practice as a factor? It could have been. I mean, they, what did O'Shea say earlier? He goes, he didn't need practice, but maybe he did. And maybe it would have helped, you know, be a, a little bit more rhythm. Like he was, he was okay. Even in the West final, right. Yeah. And it wasn't anything spectacular. Um, and you expected a little bit more out from him, but he ended up under 200 yards, you know, throwing that late interception, even to Hinoch Mwamba there, you know, when you have a chance to possibly win the game, it's yeah. just, it was uncharacteristic of him tonight. Yeah. He did look like he was off. Like I texted you in the first five minutes of the game saying he's they're off by inches. Yeah. How he barely like him and Sean almost connected. He had Ellingson wide open. And he was off a little bit. And that, that, that bit them in the ass being off those inches. Because they yeah. weren't making those plays, and uh, I can't say enough about Buck Pierce. Yeah, if you this him being considered for a head coach position, go ahead. Good luck. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to be considered now. I think it'll be status quo for the Bombers after this one. But like you say, that, that early one to Dalton showing if they hit that, and maybe if it's a little bit, you know, a better throw, it's out more in front of uh, Shown instead of kind of him having to reach back or stop and slow, slow up there. You know, that's a big play, and that gets them going. Yeah. A little bit earlier and maybe gets that off offense and rhythm, but it just didn't find it. Even the Ellingson one, like you say, he had him. Like he had him even without even running. But then once he's on the run and as a pass, he's hit lots this year, right? And he just they just missed it. Yeah. Uh, another issue that uh bit us in the butt late in the game was not having Jack Jackson Jeff Coat out there. 
Uh, Willie Jefferson is an amazing player, and so is Adam Big Hill and Casey Sales and uh, Jake Thomas. But without Jackson Jeffcoat, Chad Kelly had all day, especially with his feet. Yeah, and, that, and that's a big change when you go from a Cloud Bethel Thompson, who's not really a runner, to now Chad Kelly, right? Yeah, that, that was a big play. Like even it's you go back, okay, punt return, great punt return for Toronto gets them into Winnipeg the field, but then you know the penalty on Brandon Banks pushes them back. Yeah, and you're at what second and twenty five. You know, you're thinking, okay, you should be able to stop him. And then and they end up converting. And it's like, wow. And they converted because of his legs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and the D, for me, the D played pretty good today. I mean, they, they didn't give up a lot. That, that's an uncharacteristic fourth quarter touchdown. But mm-hmm. the Bomber O did not help them out in that fourth quarter. You went into that fourth quarter up nine, right? Yeah. Off the kick return because then the missed convert, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and then, so you had 15 minutes, 10 or nine point lead. And then the offense didn't generate anything else after that, you know, and the defense held pretty good until that last series for Toronto or not the last series, but the second last series, basically, you know, so they, they played well again and it's just the offense didn't bail them out and move the ball. So. Yeah. And also the defense did not play well when they had to, when they had to hold strong, they got run over pretty well by not a Harris, but more roulette. Yeah. Who had a great game, uh, but going back to Chad Kelly all year, all effing year i've been hounding hey where's the chad kelly packages where's the chad kelly packages and look who gets to play this game and finish off the bombers chad kelly son of a gaunch that <laughs> sucked watching that man i wanted to see this guy play all year now he plays and he beats the bombers Ugh, of course heartbreaking but yeah it probably, it probably hurt for the bombers and their bomber d to actually face kelly instead of keep going with cloud Bethel thompson in the game right yeah uh it changes things up and it's probably something you weren't totally uh, prepared for and like we say, he can move, he can run and, yeah. and he ended up getting the job done on his, you know, the one drive he needed to props to the Argos O-line. Uh, yeah. They physically dominated the Bombers D line for a lot of the game, especially when Jackson Jeffcoat wasn't there. They were able to slide that protection more to Willie Jefferson. Uh, and they, they dominated in that second half. Yeah. It, it just goes to show when you had a, you know, Willie and Jeff, uh, Jeffcoat on there, obviously great tandem kind of thing. But when you don't have that other, other help, um, it puts a lot on Jefferson's shoulders and it's tough for him to get it done, especially if you're going to start to double team him. You need one of those other guys to step up, you know, and get the job done. Because, uh, you know, Jeff Coates, or uh, Willie Jefferson is going to be taking two guys at least. Mm-hmm. You know, so that should open things up for other guys. But like you say, the O-line, the O-line kept it pretty clean. So we might as well address this uh, rouge that was missed, one of many that have been missed by Legio. You know, I've been preaching patience all year, but since the season's over, what a... Like that is a single that you should hit. And we, we didn't go into overtime because of that single. You got to think though, Toronto missed a few field goals too. So if they hit those, if you're going on the kicker, he, if he, if BD miss error hits his, then you know, the bombers are still down. Yeah. But BD hasn't been the issue for the bombers all year. This guy missed huge kicks early in the year. And Michael Shea said, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. And another big kick comes here and he misses. I could care less about Beatty. This Legio, uh, he's got to go. He's got to go. He can't kick big kicks. Yeah, I think you have to put, I mean, you need your kicker to hit those pressure kicks, right? Um, and like you say, maybe he he missed earlier. He missed the Montreal field goal in that game, all that kind of stuff. And he, he seemed to play well and hit a lot of field goals. But when it came down to pressure points, that's where he kind of caved a little bit. And unfortunately, he caved here. I don't even know on that field goal, that last attempted field goal, if it was too low or what. Even the punt, um, 
you know, that, you know, right before Toronto scored their touchdown, that punt yeah. wasn't the greatest of punts either there middle of the field that, you know, Toronto ended up returning for a good chunk. So, yeah, that was a huge punt return. Yeah. I mean, we thought at some point this is going to come down to Legio, maybe making a miss and, you know, what I, even on that last field goal, I'm like, okay, this is going to end out well for him. You know, he's going to redeem himself here, but at the end of the day, um, it wasn't going to happen for them. Like, even where was, if where you was, got, sorry, go ahead. Even if you got that kick higher, that was not going in. No, that was going wide, way left, and it might not even have made it through the end zone. Yeah, that and that shouldn't happen on a field goal of that distance. You should have enough leg in that to hit that and height. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be very disappointed if he's our kicking option next year. Yeah, it'll be an interesting offseason to see what they do with some of the guys that are free agents and and Legio and that. Let's hope here Lahu doesn't get another sniff in the NFL. Uh, come on. Ugh, what a, uh, where where was Dembski this game? Like, where was the game plan of Dembski? You know, he was your you know, uh, best Canadian last year in the Great Cup, and there wasn't much going on for Dembski. Yeah. Um, and, and it, like even the, the sweeps or the rushes from him from behind, like the, those have worked all year, you know? Yeah, but they were ill-timed. Yeah. They're ill-timed. They're totally predictable. Uh, and up the gut, uh, it's just horrible. Up Pierce again. Up Pierce again. Not putting players in the position uh, to win. But I agree. Dembski was ignored. Three yeah. touches, like, by the third quarter. Like, what is? Uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And then... Uh, you got you got to talk about the Prukop interception as well. Um, like, what are you doing? It's late in the fourth quarter. Don't don't get cute, or yeah. it's in the fourth quarter. Don't get cute. Like, just play your game. Let Colorado's play it. Run a little Vera. You know, do that stuff. Yeah. I know you're thinking you're smarter. You're going to catch them off guard, but it backfired. And they you have know? momentum there too. Yeah. Yeah. So it changes it all around. You know, and you put pressure back on your defense again to have to make stops. Like, the Bombers look good when they had a good mix of the run in the pass. Yep. Uh, but then they got away from that run. The, I don't know what to say, man. I'm just so disappointed in this team. Uh, they didn't look prepared. It does feel like the week off did hurt Caleros and, and uh, the execution of plays. It, they just fell flat. Yeah, there was, a, there was lots. I mean, there's tons of mistakes in this game that, you know, that the Bombers have not done over the last couple of seasons and years or whatever, right? Yeah. And you're thinking maybe it finally caught up to them that, I don't know, maybe they thought it was, you know, destiny that they're going to win this game and win it easily or or what, or they just, you know, Toronto came out more prepared um, than Winnipeg. You know, and you got to put some of this on the coaching as well. Like Buck, obviously, right? You yeah. know, the special teams again. I know they returned one, but then you had a you had a blocked field goal. Like that shouldn't happen either. So, no, and that huge punt return, like the Javon Leak punt return, yeah, it set up everything for them. It made it so easy for Chad Kelly. Yeah, that's the thing. You had the game in control. Six minutes left. If you stop them, get them down there. I know they just missed the tackle on that when he caught the ball there. So they, you get that, and it, it's a different ball game right there. Yeah. Um, and you make Toronto drive down the field longer. You know, maybe it makes it tougher for them, but they didn't have to go very far afterwards. And <sighs> he caught a break too with that Brandon Banks penalty, and they just couldn't take advantage. And they caught a break with that face masking penalty yes, as well. That too. That's a, that's a, that's the even the last drives. You know, that you got after the touchdown, you got the close interception right away. It's like, oh, that's disappointing. Um, and then if it wasn't for that face mask, that drive was going nowhere as well. Like, where was the offense we were accustomed to? And then the D-line, or the sorry, the O-line blocking was terrible on the, those last few series. 
Yeah. And Toronto took everything away from the middle of the field for the Bombers. Yeah. They're like, yeah, go ahead, throw it wide, throw it deep on the outside. But they hadn't, they weren't giving anything away in the middle. Yeah. And at the same time, that probably stopped the Bombers from running up the gut a lot. Yeah. Toronto came with a good, very good game plan, especially on D. Yeah. You know, they shut, they shut that Bomber offense down. You know, yeah. so it's unfortunate to see that. But when, when you're, your quarterback's throwing for under 200 and, and then no TDs and an interception, you're not going to win too many games. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the Bombers next year? <laughs> <laughs> Do we just bury this game already? Uh, there's a lot of change in the offseason, obviously. Uh, but if we we're going to be nitpicky here, this we, we got to remember that this team went 15 and three, uh, had a very good season. I don't think they were as good a team as they were last year, to be honest with you. I think that team was more dominant. Yeah. We're going to focus on one thing uh, other than kicker. What would you be looking at? I want to see more of this offense. Like, it, 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 they lacked consistency basically all year. And, and there is so many games that could have went either way, you know, that they could have lost this year. Right. Yeah, and I agree they weren't as dominating this year as they were last year. Especially last year, once the middle of the season went on, got got there, they were they were on a heater basically for the rest of the season, you know, and kicking teams' butts. This year it was a lucky play here or last second play here that ended up winning them some games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to see more of this offense next year. I need to see that O line get back to their dominant form um, and allow Clarl some time, you know, to look for his receivers. They had a great set of receivers. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, that's why it's tough to see them put up so little yardage in, in a Grey Cup game with good weather, you know, besides being a little bit cold. Mm-hmm. So to me, that offense consistency, Buck Pierce, maybe another year in that system. More out of that unit. How about you? I'd love to bring Paul up, police. Bring him back. He's unemployed. Well, he has a job at TSN. Yeah, he's probably he's got a good, good, good job there. Too. But <laughs> still, if you can get him, bring him back. But I know that's not going to happen because O'Shea is very loyal, which is why Legio stuck around to the end of the year. Uh, it's, hey, this is a great culture that he's built, but sometimes loyalty can bite you in the ass. And it's done that with Legio. And I don't know if he'll, he'll be able to be like, Buck, sorry, you're going to take a step down or move to another team because we're bringing PLP back. Because I, I would have no problem with that happening. It'd be interesting to see if they approach it at all, but Paul Apolis is probably going to get a decent gig even with TSN. Plus, he's like you say, he's getting paid uh, by Ottawa still. So, you know, he might sit one out and kind of wait for a different opportunity. But when, when he was here, Lapple here, the offense was was running pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm sure O'Shea will look at it. I mean, he'll review all that stuff, and if he feels that's the right move to make, he might might end up doing it. But I hope. I hope. I, I, it's probably slim, but yeah. I, I do too. I do too. But he, he knows what the culture's like here. That maybe draw him back. And he loves Winnipeg. His wife is from Winnipeg. They have roots here. So again, maybe it's a perfect game. He came back before and he yeah. was fired as a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nothing about pride with uh, PLP. No. And the fans of Winnipeg, when he got fired, were quickly ready to drive him out of town too. So I know. But he still came back and hey, he ended up getting the job done for us and, and helping us win that great cup. Yeah. It, it, the other question is a lot of these guys are starting to get a little bit older too, right? Like Stanley Bryan, we talked about, I know he came out this week and said nothing. He wasn't planning on retiring or he had no thoughts of retiring at that yeah. point kind of thing. But a lot of these guys are getting older um, and they're also going to be starting making a lot more money. So it, it was Oliver, Oliveira was signed only for one year or what? 
Was it one or two years? Can't remember now, but hopefully it was two. He'll sign back for sure. He'll sign back. But I, I agree, they are getting a little older. Uh, hopefully they'll get more consistency in the secondary. Uh, injuries really hurt them this year. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously not with a 15 and three record, but there was a consistency that was missing there. And it's nothing that was exposed in the Grey Cup. Don't get me wrong. The secondary played fairly well. Uh, but uh, consistency would be nice. Yeah, this is another thing. And I never really thought about the guy, but Jonathan Congo uh, would have been nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> the rotational player. Yeah, exactly. And we, we, and we also lost Richardson this year as well, right? And uh, he went to BC. Yeah, and Desjardins on the O-line. So, yeah. So Speaking of which, Jeff Gray did not look good this game. Yeah, he was steamrolled a couple times. You know, a, a lot of those runs up the gut were just pushed back horribly. You talk about those second and fours that went up the gut, uh, and you said you're right. It wasn't like three, and they were short by one. It was like one yard behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they were hit one hard. yard gained maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the guts of the O line. And also, I noticed they did not play the heavy O line set that they used for about three or four weeks as much, which I think is shameful. Because uh, Couture was playing center. He's been playing center since, uh, what, the BC game? They went to BC. Yeah. Uh, so Kolinkowski was an extra uh, lineman. So I didn't see them play that formation as much. Yeah, especially later in the game, you thought maybe they came out with, with the Argos getting some pressure. Um, even in that last that last series, like, really, you, you, you needed to run even where you were at Toronto's 41. You know, bring that heavy set in and maybe you can get at least closer to 10 yards and get that field goal a little bit closer. Yeah. I mean, they gained one yard on those two plays and one of the, you know, and Carlos ended up almost throwing an interception on the second play there. So it's like, it's a frustration. I think the Bombers let this one slip and they went through their fingers. They let this, let let it slip when they, they probably could have won this game. I mean, Toronto didn't do a lot. Absolutely. And Toronto. Props to Ryan Dinwiddie did not make many huge mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He finally learned. Yeah, yeah. Other than that huge punt return at the, you know, other than that, they were pretty clean. Not too many penalties. Face masking got them later on, but they played turnovers as well. I mean, they ended up they winning that they won that turnover battle, and McLeod Basil Thompson, you know, wasn't forcing things when he was in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. even sorry, but even to put Chad Kelly in afterwards, he made no mistakes either, right? So. Yeah. I was worried when I saw Chai Kelly in there, to be honest with you. I was worried because you don't prepare for a quarterback that, and that's a totally different skill set. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, you've lost Jeffco now at this point too, right? Yeah. So that's, that's one of your premier guys up on that D-line is gone, and you, now you got a running quarterback to deal with. Um, you had to suspect maybe his passing wouldn't have been the greatest. It would have been out of rhythm, but – Oh, the frustration that he can convert that second and 20, 25 or whatever it was. That hurt. That was a stake in the heart right there. Yeah, when you when you see that play and Banks getting it, and then you know Toronto wasted a challenge on that play, even yeah. you're thinking, okay, this is this is going bomber's way, and then they convert it. It's that type of season, that type of season. It'll be interesting. I know they got to make some changes going into the offseason. Yeah. Um I'm pretty sure Ellingson was only a one-year deal too. Um, Dalton Schoen's probably going to get some NFL looks for sure. So it's got to go find another diamond in the rough on that uh, wide receiver core. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Schoen's had what, two two camp chances in the NFL? Uh, he was undrafted and then he had a couple chances, I think, around the COVID kind of time or whatever, but nothing yeah. much there. So. so maybe he might 
if yeah, if he doesn't get a sniff, he'll be a he'll be a good CFO receiver for a long time. Can yeah. you make the CFL All Star team? No, this the CFL PA All Star team. Yeah, he was first in yards. Yeah, first in touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> what a joke. Uh, let's just mention those CFL awards. Bombers represented well again. Uh, congrats to Zach Caleros, Dalton Schoen, Stanley Bryant, Mike O'Shea. Am I missing someone? No, that's, that's it. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Uh, any doubt in those? No, not at all. Yeah. But I'm sure they would trade all four of those in for a great cup championship instead, right? I, but, know. I know. But yeah, no question on those. Um you know, and that's the funny thing with Dalton Schoen not getting a CFLPA all-star team after all that. Even the CFL all-star team, it ended up being more Calgary guys than Bombers. And you're thinking, okay, a team that's 15 and three, you think they'd represent a little bit more. But you know, at the end of the day. Uh, the Bombers are favorite to win the Grey Cup next year. Bombers, BC, Calgary, and then Toronto. Is that slap in the face in Toronto? Probably a little bit, but I mean, look, look at Toronto's season, really. They didn't beat a lot of teams over 500, right? Yeah. They lost to BC. They lost to Winnipeg. They lost to Calgary. Um, so really, this is they won the game that counted the most against a team that was over 500. So, hey, props to them on that. But I'm not sold on them for next year either. You still got McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. So we had a good year this year. Yeah, Who knows if he's going to be that? Unless it's Chad Kelly next year. It was a great. Oh, that'll be exciting! I'm, I'm excited to see him play somewhere. Maybe Saskatchewan will pick him up. Yeah, I guess Bo Levi could still end up in Toronto too. Oh, just don't. <laughs> why? Why would you? Why would you? That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> let's try and leave on a good note. Is there a bomber memory game situation quote uh, transaction event that happened in this year? Uh, a memorable event that that puts a smile on your face. I, I, I can go back to last week and watching that West final, yeah. uh, the Janarian Grant punt return for a touchdown. You know the Bombers beating Rourke at the end and stopping him. Like that, that excitement to me is still there uh, of watching them win that game. I know this game obviously dampens that, you know, quite a bit. But to me, I'll still remember that game uh, for years to come. Yeah, that, that the West Finals uh, is going to be a great memory. The two past West Finals being there and the loudness of that stadium. It'll be loud next year. Uh, and there'll be a good team next year. Uh, the dynasty talk is not dead. If they win one next year, the conversation is reignited, if not cemented. Uh, the memory I have is probably the Banjo Bowl, where they smashed them like 50-something to 20-something. Uh, that was probably just a favorite game to be at. Because it's always fun to smash the Saskatchewan. It would have been nice to win that great cup in Saskatchewan. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but wasn't meant to be. Uh, but yeah, that would be my favorite memory of uh, this season. Bomber fans, if you got a favorite memory of the 2022 season, I know it was a rough way to end it. Put it in the comment section. We'll give you all a shout out next episode. Uh, we're going to take a little break for about a week or so uh, just to recompose after this bomber loss, take a breath, have a couple shots. Then we'll be back in action with some Winnipeg Jets talk, NHL talk, and whatever else is going on in the sports world, including the crazy World Cup. Did you hear about this president? Uh, no. Qatar president? No, the president of FIFA and his statement. Oh, yes. yes. I yeah. am Qatari. <laughs> I am Muslim. I am gay. I am a migrant worker. 
I understand no, you're the spirit not. of the statement, bro, but you know you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> so the World Cup, without any booze, with journalists being harassed, uh, is off to a wonderful start and Qatar losing. Yeah, and looking terrible in that loss today, too. So <laughs> the first ever host team to lose their first game. Yeah. What a mess. It's going to be a mess, but you know what? It's, uh, and it's exciting at the same time to think K Canada is there. Their first game's Wednesday. Um, yeah. It'll cool to see them in there. Too bad it's where it is, but I think it'll still end up being a decent tournament. Yeah. But and there will yeah. be some interesting stories over the next month for sure coming out of there. Oh, yeah. And we'll be on it. We'll be yeah. on it. There'll be a lot of brickhead moments, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Goodness. Bomber fans, <laughs> uh, you know, have a couple of shots. Take the loss, and then we'll be back next year to have some fun. Benny, you have anything to say to our friends? Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, follow, check us out, and uh, have a good week. And to steal the famous words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another edition of Ray and Benny Talk Sports. Uh, oh, that's tough. I don't have anything to say. It's so hard to talk about this game. Mm-hmm. Son of a... Oh, I want to swear so much. You did? Yeah, no, I could have sworn more. F-bomb didn't drop, bro. It was in the air, though. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, man. No, it's going to take a bit. That's why I ended up having a beer. I wasn't even going to have one. I'm like, uh... A beer? Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.